If you enjoy these podcasts, check out Enrico Signoretti's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com. They're about data storage and cloud computing, addressing all the topics covered in Voices in Data Storage. Hi, everybody. This is Enrico Signoretti, and uh, we are here for another episode of Voices in Data Storage, brought to you by Gigam. Today, uh, we will talk about uh, a very interesting topic, uh, Kubernetes. Uh, But more than Kubernetes per se, we will talk about uh, databases and persistent applications that more and more enterprises are bringing on this kind of platform. It's a very interesting discussion because a few years back, at the very beginning, everybody was thinking about uh, Kubernetes as a a platform to build uh, microservices kind of applications uh, that were stateless. But things changed radically. As soon as enterprises started to adopting it, we had more databases, more uh, application of all sorts coming in. So everybody wants to use Kubernetes for everything right now. So why not databases? Why databases are complicated? To help me with this topic today, I have uh, Jitan Vaidya, CEO and co-founder of uh, and Sugu Sugumaran, CTO, co-founder and co-creator of Vitesse. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. I'm doing great, too. So <clears throat> I, um, I invited you uh, to the podcast because you uh, created Vitesse. Vitesse uh, is uh, uh, part of the, the Cloud Native Foundation, and uh, uh, it's one of the mainstream projects now. So let's start from here. What is Vitesse? So Vitesse is a <clears throat> sharding middleware that sits between your applications and multiple uh, clusters of MySQL databases. And it gives your application the view that it's talking to uh, a single monolithic database. Uh, but Vitesse ran on Borg at Google. And so another superpower of Vitesse is its ability to run stateful workloads well on an orchestration system like Borg at Google and consequently Kubernetes outside of Google. Yeah, you um, give us uh, an idea of what it is. I'm trying to simplify it a little bit. Maybe I will oversimplify, but uh, sharding is a very complicated process and databases that scale Okay, need uh, this kind of mechanism uh, to uh, to to scale. So you have small monolithic databases that are not really scale out. They are not designed to scale out, but you need to uh, to access them in parallel. And you use sharding to do uh, to do this kind of thing. So Vitesse is a layer that simplify the deployment of a sharding mechanism, and you can see. Uh, small instances as a large instance. Was I right with this explanation? That's exactly right. Okay, fantastic. So uh, how Vitesse works in the Kubernetes context? So uh, the way Vitesse works in Kubernetes context is that there is a stateless proxy layer that it has called VTGate and that is what your applications connect to. So the hardest things about running uh, state full services in Kubernetes 
is that you cannot take the longevity of your master pods for granted. You can't take the longevity of any pods for granted, right? Anytime your orchestration system might decide to kick out your pod, and that means that uh, your master database is no longer running. So to solve this, you need to have a really good story around master uh, the re- failover to a replica when a master pod goes away. You have to have a really good service discovery story and you have to have a really good observability story. So Vites has all of this built into it uh, and because of, the, because of the Vites architecture. So as I said, there is a stateless proxy called VT gate. You can start as many of VT gates as you want and you can put a service in front of it and that's what your application typically connects to. And all the, uh, all the data about where the actual master is or where the replicas are, uh, is all stored in an HCD cluster. And that is what is used for service discovery. And this stateless proxy makes sure that as uh, different pods appear or disappear or master gets, uh, you you know, replicas fail over to master and so on, all of that is shielded from the application so that the application continues to experience this highly available database that's running in Kubernetes. So there's actually, uh, I mean, the Jitan gave you the technical reason. Um, I can go into the historical uh, background behind how uh, and why Vitesse is uh, cloud native and uh, friendly for Kubernetes. Uh, so if you if you look at uh, history, Kubernetes was uh, born from Borg, which is kind of the predecessor, uh, which is the private cloud. Uh, that uh, software in Google runs on. And uh, the way Borg was designed is it was mainly designed for supporting uh, stateless applications. And in Borg, if you actually had to use a storage, uh, it was actually part of the Borg infrastructure to give you a storage solution. Uh, and it is, um, so Borg itself didn't allow you to run a storage. Borg actually provided the storage for you. So Vitesse is probably one of the few software that uh, ran inside Borg as if it was a stateless application. And uh, the limitations that Borg had in terms of uh, supporting stateful workloads for a stateless applications, Vitesse somehow found ways to um, uh, work around them and uh, still make it work as a massively scalable and high performance storage system. And since Kubernetes was born out of Borg, uh, it inherited those same properties. And because of the fact that we were able to run Vitesse in uh, uh, Google uh, inside Borg, made Vitesse actually naturally uh, viable to run inside Kubernetes also. Okay, so in more general terms, we can we can think about Vitesse as the bridge between the stateless. Uh, nature of, uh, of uh, Kubernetes, okay, and uh, the, the need for enterprises to run uh, stateful services. Exactly, yeah. And uh, you talked more in general about, uh, uh, sorry, and you talked about uh, storage, not just databases. Does it mean that I can use Vitesse or, you know, potentially I can use Vitesse to provide Services is it somehow in competition with uh, other initiatives like uh, CSI or something like that? 
Uh, no, so Vitesse is actually one layer above CSI. So if you, uh, so Vitesse can use mounted volumes. Uh, so it's, uh, um, so storage is uh, that way a very broad subject. And so it covers many layers of software. And Vitesse and CSI actually work together well. Okay, so CSI is more, it's closer to the infrastructure while Vitesse is more uh, an high level kind of interface for applications. Correct. So correct. Okay, yeah. very good. And uh, what can I do with Vitesse? I mean, uh, I browse a little bit of documentation. There is a lot of talking about MySQL. Okay, MySQL is one of the, probably the, the most common database in the, in the internet. Uh, so I can use MySQL as a backend. Can I do, uh, can I use different databases? Can I do uh, other things with Vitesse? So at this point, Vitesse is mainly focused on uh, MySQL and it is actually uh, a functionally uh, relational database. So if you want relational features from your data store, then you would use uh, Vitesse. But there are also other categories of databases. There is uh, There are key value stores uh, where people uh, want a simpler API to put and get your data from. There are also blob stores where people want to put uh, uh, large documents. So there are many other categories that Vitesse doesn't uh, necessarily cover. There's also the analytics area where if you want to run analytics, then you want to put your data for... Uh, columnar stores, uh, there's uh, systems that are more specific uh, to that area. Um, I'm trying okay, to let's talk uh, about uh, uh, MySQL in particular. So, yes, it's the most common database, okay, but uh, um, you know, uh, I, I don't think about MySQL as the most scalable database, okay, it can be test because the sharding mechanism and the simplification. Uh, improve the efficiency uh, of uh, of MySQL somehow. Uh, can I ad adopt it for you know large scale kind of installation, or do I have to think about it as you know as many small instances to manage? So Vitesse gives you the ability to run multiple instances of MySQL, but let your application get the view that it's talking to a single, very, very large instance. So we have tens of terabytes or even, I mean, over 80 terabytes uh, of data being managed as a single database. Um, in Vitesse parlance, and database is called a key space, uh, but there are multiple shards uh, underneath. There are multiple shards underneath. Um, and Vitesse helps you in, Two ways. One, as I said, it gives you your application the view that it's talking to a single large database. But as you said, there are multiple, you know, hundreds of instances of MySQL underneath. And it becomes problematic to manage these instances. So Vitesse has a lot of operational uh, hooks built into it so that you can manage this database as well. Okay, so you... At the end, thanks to Vitesse, you uh, hide uh, everything about MySQL. So MySQL is just a component in the backend, and theoretically nobody cares because Vitesse gives you all the tools to, to manage the database in the backend, so you manage a single instance anyway, even if 
you have Android's in the backend. That's that's more or less correct. Exactly, your application connects to the uh, to Vitess using the MySQL binary protocol. Um, it's we have a full MySQL parser built into Vitess. So as far as your application goes, it's just talking to uh, MySQL. And yes, Vitess makes it easy to manage all these uh, instances as though it's a single database. What, what are the the kind of uh, uh... Developers or you know enterprises that are using this kind of technology today. So <clears throat> Vitess is being used in production by companies like uh, Slack, uh, Square, uh, GitHub, HubSpot, uh, JD.com, uh, Pinterest, um, and uh, many other companies in the Bay Area whose names you will uh, recognize are in the process of evaluating and migrating to Vitess. So uh, any uh, company that wants to uh, really scale uh, their MySQL databases, uh, these days, I think, rather than building something in-house or rather than solving this problem at the application layer, uh, the jury is out, and people have pretty much decided to uh, go with Vitess. Uh, are we talking about, uh, you know, because you, you mentioned a lot of startups or uh, a lot of uh, uh, next generation kind of companies, web companies, and things like that. Um, do you have any examples of, of uh, you know, more traditional kind of enterprises migrating their? applications to this kind of technology or is it uh, early somehow uh, so uh, bloomberg is in the process of uh, evaluating and uh, uh, using vitess for their internal systems uh, there are a few other customers of ours that we cannot uh, uh, reveal their names at the moment but they are more uh, traditional enterprises who are in the process of uh, migrating to vitess um, but all the early adopters of Vitess are companies like Slack and Square, which you're right. I mean, these are web scale companies who faced the scaling problems early, who had the engineering depth to adopt something like Vitess and start using it. Uh, what we are doing at Planet Scale is basically make it easy for uh, enterprises to get all the benefits of Vitess um, and be able to deploy it uh, either in Kubernetes or using our database as a service. Uh, one of the doubts that I always have with the microservices is that uh, in most of the cases, you use external services to uh, to build your application. I mean, the database is one of them, okay? Until uh, we started deploying the database in the Kubernetes cluster, you, uh, you always face migration problems. For example, if I want to move an application from prem to the cloud, okay, uh, I have to start an Oracle instance, for example, on uh, on the cloud to have the same identical service. So by using Vitess and MySQL in the backend, I could easily resolve this problem. I mean, my application Vitess and the data are all uh, managed by a single environment. In this case, Kubernetes, and then. I can do, uh, you know, migration to to the cloud. I mean, manage the uh, Kubernetes exactly service. Exactly right. Okay, so this is one of the most important benefits, isn't it? I mean, I mean uh, yes, I, I, this, 
this yeah, ability to use a single a single environment like kubernetes for deploying your microservices as well as your databases is a huge benefit and as you said you can do that on prem on kubernetes first and then migrate to a kubernetes cluster in the cloud in a fairly straightforward fashion we even allow you to have your replicas be in the cloud before you switch over everything to the cloud so you could have your masters on prem but your replicas in the cloud and almost all the data is in the replicas and then you you fail over to that replica and that becomes the master and then you start serving from the cloud so yeah uh, vitess is as a bridge between on prem and cloud using kubernetes is it's a it's a very uh, strong value proposition yeah uh, so i was uh, yeah i was going to talk about a use case uh, a extremely uh, exciting and important use case that uh, uh, that i wanted to talk about it's actually a company called nozzle it's actually a startup company and uh, what they uh, and they are actually fully on kubernetes and they are running on vitess and uh, initially azure gave them a really really good deal and so they actually deployed their software on azure and they were running on that but then after a while uh, things changed and they got a better deal from uh, uh, gcp so because of the fact that they were fully on kubernetes uh, as soon as they found that this deal was better uh, within a, in a matter of about an hour they were migrated completely out of azure and uh, they moved into uh, gcp and gke and that is something they could do because they were fully on kubernetes and vitess so the one big thing that it gives you is that there is no vendor lock in you are not stuck with a service provided by one particular cloud provider and therefore cannot move to another cloud yeah i think this is one of the most exciting use cases as you mentioned i mean we are talking about uh, i know is a buzzword and in this case is is uh, you know like an inception but we are talking about a software defined database i mean uh the, the fact that you separate the control plane from the data plane and you can move uh, the data across different clouds and then you can move your application on top of it easily it, ma- it makes you know migrations and uh, data movements and and you know uh, the absence of lockings at, at the end of the day it's incredible i mean and uh, <clears throat> sorry and from this point of view um we we talked about uh, vitess as uh, as a product uh, sorry we talked about vitess as a project and as a technology but uh, uh, i know that you founded planet scale okay that uh, uh, has the enterprise version of vitess uh, am i right on this yes so uh, we founded planet scale to make it easy for enterprises to use vitess and uh, we do provide uh, vitess support for enterprises for uh, enterprises that are uh, that want to deploy vitess uh, by themselves but what we are building is a or, or what we have built is a database as a service uh, on top of vitess that we host we call it the planet scale cndb for cloud native database and uh, that went live uh, last november on aws and gcp and it will go live on azure fairly soon 
And there are two more exciting things that we are working on, which we will unveil in the next few weeks. One is a true the ability for you to spin up true multi-cloud clusters. And what we mean by that is that you could have your masters in GCP and replicas in Azure or AWS or vice versa. So uh, this is really important for enterprises who are looking for disaster recovery use cases or in some cases for solving GDPR data locality mm-hmm. problems. So true multi-cloud... Also data close to the applications. I mean, you can have it, multiple applications. Exactly. Like yeah, okay, yeah. very good. <laughs> so that is one. And the second is something that we call BYOK, which takes this concept of the, 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 the separation between the control plane and the data plane to the extent that you come to our control plane, you define your databases, you give us access to your Kubernetes cluster, which could be in your cloud provider, or it could be on-prem. And when you say deploy, the actual databases get deployed in your Kubernetes cluster, in your network perimeter. So the data never leaves your network perimeter. All that comes out is the telemetry that allows us to diagnose uh, uh, your clusters and carry pagers for them and manage them. And so those two pretty exciting new things are coming. Um, But today you can um, use our database as a service on AWS and GCP. Okay, so uh, we can think about Planescape as the company that uh, provides a powered up version of Vitesse for enterprise use cases. That's correct. Okay, very good. And how, uh, how about the licensing then? So because it's a database as a service, uh, the licensing is uh, you know, pretty straightforward. Um, but in general, our philosophy is that your data path will always be open source. So all components of Vitesse, we plan to always keep them open source. And uh, we use MySQL, which is, again, an open source, well-understood uh, database uh, as our final data store. So MySQL is open source, Vitesse is open source, and we plan to keep your data path completely open source. Okay, so no looking for enterprises. That's correct. Fantastic. And where can we find more about uh, Vitesse as a project and Planescape as a company? I mean, do you have uh, any website link or uh, any other uh, resource that you can share with us? Absolutely. So uh, Vitesse.io is the website for the Vitesse open source project. Um, And as you said earlier, uh, Vitesse is part of the Cloud Native Computing Foundation, and we just graduated this last November. And uh, for PlanetScale, it's planetscale.com. That's the company uh, website uh, where you can get more information about it. Also, I would urge uh, your listeners to go to Vitesse.io website and there is a link up top to a public uh, uh, Slack channel, uh, which is a pretty uh, well-frequented and uh, uh, it's, it's a very nice community where you can ask questions about uh, Vitesse and get to know uh, uh, more about Vitesse and learn about Vitesse. Very good. And maybe you have also a Twitter handle so that uh, if somebody wants to continue the conversation online, uh, that's right. So the the uh, the Twitter co- Twitter handle for Vitesse is at Vitesse.io, and uh, the Twitter handle for PlanetScale is at PlanetScaleData. Um, my Twitter handle is a little uh, complicated. It's 
uh, at YA Empiricist. Uh, <laughs> so Sugu's, yeah, Sugu's Twitter handle is at S-S-O-U-G-O-U. Fantastic. So I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, VTS is a great project and uh, maybe everybody should take a look at it, uh, especially if you are interested in Kubernetes, stateful applications, and you have doubts on how to run databases on top of it. Uh, thank you guys for the time you dedicated to us today. And uh, I hope that we will be able to continue this conversation online in, uh, in the next month. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Data Storage, please check out the other ones. Unstructured data management is the focus of a report Enrica wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about how data storage is evolving in the cloud era, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.